this 2023 NFC West season-long player props episode on the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Total Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Roster brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are officially back for the PropCast. It's been a minute since we had an episode on the PropCast, but hey, the NFL season is a little over a month away, and we are going to be cracking out our season-long player props for all eight divisions as we, as we usually do. You're three of us doing this and i've got my guys here with me they're going to be here with me all season long and first joining us you guys know him as a host of the nascar gambling podcast i i, I if we were for the list of everything this guy did on the network we'd be here for about 20 30 minutes obviously on the nfl gambling podcast here with me on the propcast it's my main man rod rod we are back my friend you know it's football season when you have to suffer through watching the Browns in preseason to get to it. So uh, we have arrived, Moonoff. Thank God better games are on the future. But, uh, yeah, my friend, it is so good to be back here with you on the PropCast again, laying down some uh, some props week after week, man. Looking forward to this season. 100%, man. NFL season. I know, you know, we all cover different sports, whether it's from WNBA, NBA, MLB, NASCAR, like you cover, and all the sports that you cover. Uh, but NFL, as always, turns out to be uh, uh, king of the land, at least in the States here. But also joining me, I brought him on on during the NBA season. Uh, I've missed got my guy, Chris, man. It's, it's been a while since me and Chris got together. It was, I think the last time was NBA Finals. But, hey, PropCast is back. He's going to join us this season for the NFL. It's Chris B. Cabin. Chris, what's going on, my man? You, you keeping your head above water over there? Yeah, I'm trying, man. What's going on? You know, uh, you know, just just happy to be here. Excited to be here, man. Uh, like you said, NFL is uh, is king. So excited to you know get into a couple of these props that we like. Uh, you know, break them down by division. Hopefully, me, you, and uh, me, you, and Rock can make some money for ourselves and for others. So excited to do the show with you guys, and uh, looking forward to the rest of the the, the previews as well. Yeah, man. First of our divisions, we're going to go through all eight divisions like we do every single year on the PropCast. So if you're new to the show, we usually give out about three player props each for the season long. We usually throw in at least one quarterback uh, for the division, uh, and then we do the two uh, other skill positions if you have them. But, you know, we'll, we'll try to find some winners. Now, what I've found, guys, the blueprint, at least in the first two seasons, has been on unders, Okay. I'll tell you this, the first year me and Dan did this, I, I gave out, we gave out a total of 24 uh, player prop, three in each division. And I'll tell you that the unders ended up going, I want to say it was 13 and 0 on the unders that I picked of this uh, 24. We ended that first season going 17 and 7. I think last year my under props went 9 and 3. So the first two years, at least the unders have gone 22 and 3. So I think that's what I've kind of found here 
on the um, prop cast, at least for NFL season long player props. But hey, there are definitely some value finding um, uh, on some overs as well. Again, let's face it. We all love betting on overs uh, as we usually do. But hey, NFC West. We got the uh, sorry, we got the uh, the San Francisco uh, 49ers, the Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, gentlemen, let's just kick it right off. Let's uh, let Chris. Why don't you lead us off, my man? Uh, why don't you start us with your quarterback prop, and then we'll kind of work our way down the list. Yeah. So, so this this division, you know, I think is probably going to be the toughest. I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I see Rod already. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be the toughest, toughest division, man. I mean, you got a couple of couple of guys already banged up. You got a, you got some things just kind of going, you know, kind of in the mix um, with a couple of these teams and a couple of these quarterbacks in general. So it was difficult for me to pick a quarterback. I I, I really wanted to get there uh, on uh, on Geno. Looking at Geno, his his uh, his touchdown prop was twenty six and a half. I think that number was a tad bit too high. I can see him going under just a tad bit. Uh, you know, twenty three, twenty four. But then when you look at that offensive line in Seattle, and it's terrible. Like they have one of the the, the bottom five offensive lines. Uh, you know, looking at um, PFF uh, and their and their ratings for the offseason, um, they did something back earlier at the at the end of last month. I think it was like on the twentieth. So um, if I had to play anything, I think I would look there. I think um, they do a lot of dinking and dunking the DJ Mech, uh, the DK Metcalf. Um, but I, I didn't get them, you know. I know we wanted to give out a, a quarterback prop, but I, I couldn't get there. Um, it feels a tad bit too hard for me, so I kind of I'll skip over the, the the quarterback and I'll I'll give you guys what I really like. I like okay. uh, I like McCaffrey. I like McCaffrey a lot. Um, looking at him over 850 rushing yards, that number was um, was over on Fanduel minus 112. DraftKings, if you look over there, they got it at 900. So you can get yeah. 50, you can get 50 yards worth of value just looking there. So a um, couple reasons why. First, it'll be his first full offseason that he's had in San Francisco. He carried the ball 500, a little over 500 times. I think he had 504 carries last season. Um, that was good for eighth in the league, and 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 that's this is uh, San Francisco in general. So that you know they have a run heavy team, uh, eighth in the league, average 4.7 yards per carry last year, 137 yards per game. Both of those numbers were uh, top 10, top 10 numbers. So San Francisco, I think, will still continue. I mean, this is what they always do. They always have a nice balance, one of the more balanced teams in the league. Last year, McCaffrey played 11 games. and It was his first time playing more than six games since his 2019 season. Um, he had more yards per carry, more yards per carry slightly, um, rushing for 4.8 uh, eight, uh, yards per, per attempt. And um, if you look at San Francisco's offensive line, uh, 18th, is what they were ranked uh, this what they were ranked coming into this year, which they are down. Uh, they're down eleven slots, but I think Shanahan has the potential to, you know, he, he, this guy's an offensive genius. So I think he'll be able to, you know, put put McCaffrey in spots. We know that he also can catch out the backfield as well. But I do like his rushing yards. I think um, when you think of Trent Williams, best left tackle in the game, uh, used to be a, used to play for my Commanders before we were the Commanders. So I think uh, I think he'll I think he I think uh, McCaffrey will uh, run run for close to 900 yards. You know, if I, I like this at 850 and a half over on uh, on um, Fanduel. I think it's a great point. Number one that you bring up that when we're talking about these season long player props, I definitely shop around to get the best number because again, like you mentioned, Fanduel has it at 850 and a half, and DraftKings has it at 900 and a half. So you already have a buffer there of 50 uh, 50 yards there. 
I am not going to expand on this because this is Rod's team. Rod is a super fan on the network of the Niners, so I'm going to let him follow this up. I'm, I, I can't imagine he's not going to disagree with this. Uh, well, first and foremost, I just want to say that we need to ban Ryan from the chat. <laughs> uh, take all the unders on the Niners. Ryan, we're going to have words when we're back on the on the show together. Uh, but listen, here, I can't even argue with any uh, CMC props at all and, and hitting all the overs. This team, no matter who the quarterback is, are going to rely on him to carry a lot of the load in this offense. So, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's got the skill. He's just got to stay healthy. So I'll agree with you on that one, Chris. Love that for sure. I was brave enough, Chris, to jump on that Geno Smith touchdown prop. That was my first prop that I got. And I've got this on DraftKings at minus 110. I'm taking the under. Moonoff, I almost, I almost hit the over. I was almost willing to say over 26 and a half. And, and like you said, Chris, this is a tough one to cap uh, the quarterbacks because Kyler Murray won't be around. We, I mean, we know it's Brock Purdy, but do we know it's Brock Purdy, uh, right? And then it's like, well, do you take Geno or do you take uh, uh, Matthew Stafford? And Matthew Stafford's numbers were disgusting, so I just stayed away from all together. So I'm taking Geno Smith under two, uh, 26 and a half uh, passing touchdowns, but I'm also doing it because of the schedule that they face. I mean, they're facing Cincinnati, one of the top pass defenses in the league. Believe it or not, Cleveland, one of the better top 10 pass defenses in the league. Then they've got Baltimore, another top 10 pass defense. Then they've got the Niners twice, who we also know is a top 10. Gino has got a buzzsaw of a schedule this season, and he I don't know that he's going to get close. He only had 30 last year, right? We're talking three and a half away from this number now. If we think he's going to take a step back, then we got to think he's not going to come too close to this 26 number. He may get 24. He may make you sweat with 25, but I don't think he's going to get to 27. I'll expand on this as well. I also took a Geno Smith under here, and I took his uh, yardage uh, for the season to go under 30, uh, 3,900 and a half passing yards. That's a lot of what Rod said here, right? Because you take a look at what happened last season with Geno Smith and this uh, Seattle Seahawks team. It was pretty much a perfect storm, right? Last year, we heard we saw the trade of Russell Wilson to Denver, and as soon as we kind of found out that Geno Smith was probably more than likely going to be the starting quarterback for this team, I think for probably 90 to 95% of us, that threw up a red flag because of his past history, right? Just because he had, hadn't had a lot of success in the NFL prior to last season, right? Last season, he leads the um, Seattle Seahawks to a playoff spot. He uh, uh, wins the comeback player of the year uh, last year in the NFL. He threw for 4,200 passing yards last season. A phenomenal season. And also, Geno Smith was the only quarterback in the entire league last season that took every single snap for his team. There was a lot of um, injury luck. And uh, turnover luck that was on the side of Geno Smith, right? When we talk about regression, I think this is going to be a season where Geno Smith can still have a great season, but I just don't expect him to th throw the amount of yards that he did last season and uh, to Rod's um, under as well to not even throw that many touchdowns again. Because like I mentioned, that turnover luck was really on his side. If you take a look at the second half of last season for Geno Smith, he did fall off. His completion percentage fell off last uh, season in the second half of the year. His passer rating also took a little bit of a dip. And like you know, Rod alluded to, they have a a tough schedule when they're facing opposing defenses. 
Chris also brought up the point that this offensive line is going to be absolutely abysmal. They're ranked, I think, number 25th out of 32 teams uh, into the, coming into this year. And we've seen a lot of times where we do question Pete Carroll's decision-making or play calling at times during the regular season, right? And I know they have just great wide receivers, DK Metcalf. Uh, we talk about Tyler Lockett. They added uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. But I feel like this is going to be a season where we see some regression from Geno at 3,900 and a half passing yards. I'll take the under there. And both of you guys mentioned the under on the touchdowns as well. He can still have a great season. He can still throw for 3,700 yards. He can still throw for 25 touchdowns. But I think we're really, or the books are really basing off of this, of what happened with Geno Smith last year. So, and again, they do have a tough schedule of opposing defenses as well. So, I think we're on the under uh, Geno Smith uh, bandwagon here, uh, or the uh, fading Geno Smith uh, going into his second year uh, with Seattle here. Chris, any thoughts on, I know you wanted to get there with Geno Smith, but you have any thoughts on, any more thoughts on the passing yards or the touchdowns here? No, I, I would agree with you guys. I definitely would agree with you guys. I think, um, you know, one thing that we, this is universal in all sports is that, you know, Geno, it was his, they kind of gave him the keys last year. And now you get that footage, right? Now defensive coordinators get yes. to, right? They get to, yeah. same thing with like right. a rookie player in the NBA. You know, if they, they're they doing well, you, you're going to, you know, make sure they can do the thing that they didn't do in the last season. So, um, you know, just more film to study of him. I think that that uh, also just kind of correlates with you guys under. Also, I want to mention this, you know, definitely, like you said, shop around for that number. Because even while you were just talking, I was like, oh, I thought I saw a different number. 3,800 and 3,900 are both available. So definitely check, you know, multiple places if you're, you know, shopping around to, to get that best under because 100 yards is a big difference in the, you know, in the NFL. Yeah, 3,900 and a half currently. You could get that over on DraftKings. And um, like Chris mentioned, that 3,800 and a half is over on, I believe, on Caesars and FanDuel right now. So again, there's a lot of um, tools out there and websites out there that will lay it all out there for you on which of these teams or which of these sites have the best number. So definitely, again, especially when we talk about season-long player props, you always want to get that best number. All right, before we get over to some more player props here, let me tell everyone about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon page. Sign up for the Patreon to get ex- uh, to access to exclusive contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a discord channel just for our patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Go to sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to our next player props here. Uh, Chris, you want to lead us off again with your next player problem, man? Yeah, let's do it. So let's, uh, I was going to say, let's stick in the same division, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, let's go over to Arizona. I'm looking at uh, James Conner. I'm going under on uh, Mr. Conner's touchdowns. He's he's at six and a half over on DK. I think it's minus 125 when I checked earlier. Um, Last year, he finished right above this number. He had seven uh, in the 13 games that he played. So he was able to stay under. and he's only scored eight touchdowns or more in one season um, since his breakout season back in 2018 when he was on Pittsburgh. So I, I like, uh, you know, I think the Cardinals are going to be in uh, another team that's going to be in a little bit of disarray this season. Um, I also, when you just kind of crunch the numbers, he averaged just uh, 11 carries last year. 
um, per PFF. And the Cardinals' offense, they, they their offensive line also dropped. They they are also one of the worst offensive lines in football. They were 24th last year, which is bottom of the barrel, but they've actually dropped to to 31st. So one of the worst, you know, one of the bottom three projected worst offensive lines. Um, I just don't like that they finished the most penalized team as far as offensive lines in the NFL with 44 penalties last year. And those are the things that kind of keep you from being able to score the football, right? When you, especially when you you get down to the red zone. And you you want to punch it in with a power back and nah you know just false start you know let's let's take it back ten yards so I, I like Connor to go under the six and a half for all the reasons that I mentioned um, I think the Cardinals just struggle to score offense throughout the throughout the season Cardinals are in a tough spot this year obviously you know with the news of Kyler Murray possibly you know I know he wants to come back sooner rather than later but. You know, we talked about this when we did the NFC West uh, uh, preview division preview show with myself, uh, Rod, and Katie. We talked about that. You know, Arizona. It feels like this is going to be a transition year because they have a brand new coaching staff. Um, we don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be the future of this franchise either. But you kind of take a look at this season also to Chris's point to kind of expand on it. And I do like the underplay for James Conner is that their win total is four and a half. It's it's one of the lowest in the entire National Football League, if not the lowest, they're going to be trailing in most of these games. So they're, they're not going to have an opportunity to run the football uh, in a lot of these cases. And I think their red zone really did struggle or I think will regress uh, at least this season. The yardage, I think, will probably be there for James Conner. But again, we just take a look from game, game script that they're going to be underdogs and have not believe all of their 17 games this season. But I think it's the fact that they're going to have to throw the football probably when they're trailing maybe by double digits that if they want to, you know, backdoor cover or be even, you know, competitive in these games that they're going to have to throw the football a lot. So um, I'm, I'm there with you, man. He's only done this once uh, once in his entire career. This uh, Arizona teams, we're all expecting them to be bad. And I think yeah, um, they're just going to have to throw the football and won't have an opportunity for Connor to run uh, the football much or even, you know, score touchdowns at least. Rod, thoughts on James Connor? Uh, I'll give you more, and I may contradict a lot of what we're talking about here in my actual prop, but I feel like the number for his rushing is a little bit low. We'll get there in a second. So, um, well, unless you want me to just launch right into it, but yeah, yeah uh, go ahead. All right. Well, yeah, for James Conner, his number is uh, his rushing number for yards is seven twenty-five and a half. Now, all the reasons that you guys talked about, yes, he's going to have to throw. Yes, he's going to have to do, or yes, the the Cardinals are going to have to be playing from behind. I get all that, but they don't have any other offensive weapons. So tell me, tell me who else is going to get a chance to carry the ball. Who else is going to get a chance to touch the ball to start the season off? I mean, it's going to be James Conner for the foreseeable future and seven twenty-five. Look last season in an atrocious offensive season, he still got seven eighty-two. the year before that he got seven fifty-two. You can't tell me that either one of these Cardinals teams, I mean, were, were much better than the one before it, right? I mean, I don't care about records. I'm just talking about eye test, eye test, eye test. So he was able to clear this number in both of those campaigns. He was four yards short of doing it the couple of years before with Pittsburgh. So, I mean, he's been on some pretty junky teams. Now, granted, you can say that Pittsburgh's had a great offensive line. They are catered to the rush game and all that other good stuff. But for Arizona, I mean, it was Kyler Murray or bust and he was stealing carries from him. So for James Conner to be able to get 782 uh, last season, I don't, I don't know that this team is much worse than the team before. And with Kyler Murray now and Colt McCoy having to, to carry the load, Colt McCoy is about to turn and hand off about a million and a half times because 
who cares about this season, right? Other than the players on the field, yeah. they obviously care, but I think everybody else, like you said, Moonoff is in rebuild mode, right? You know, Chris even said the same thing. They're in rebuild mode. If it's all, it's all they care about now is rebuilding. So I think that it may not be by much, but maybe 726 yards by the time it's all said and done, but this is the least juice side of it at minus one Oh five. So I feel like this over given what we're going to see at the beginning of the season, especially yeah, has a chance of cashing. I'll do you one better, uh, Rod. I see a 650 and a half over on DraftKings uh, oh. for James Conner. Hammer that one. And I think you're, and I was looking at James Conner as well. Um, and I, again, for all the reasons that you did mention, I couldn't get there to the under on his rushing yards. Um, and if you kind of just look at what he's done in his entire career, right? I know there's been instances where he hasn't played uh, a full season yet, but he really hasn't had to. His yards per carry for his career average is 4.2. He's only once in his uh, first year with the Arizona Cardinals averaged less than four yards per carry. Every other single year in his career, if you want to go back to his days at Pittsburgh or even last season with the Arizona Cardinals, his yards per carry has been 4.0 or better. Um, so I think that maybe the touchdowns won't be there, but the yards certainly are going to be there. And again, he's proven it year in and year out um, in his entire career. So again, 650 and a half is the best number you can get right now over on DraftKings. 700 and a half I also see at um, FanDuel and Caesars. But again, we're going to bet this over. DraftKings 650 and a half is your best number right now. Um, moved too because I had it at 725 just a, a little bit ago. So I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, like we mentioned, you shop around for the best number, guys. Uh, you're, you're definitely going to find uh, of you know differences from anywhere from 75 to 100 yards. And I think this ha- I've noticed this in the first two years that we've done this, that those discrepancies are there from it varies from book to book. Um, all right. For my second player prop, I am going to go with the running back as well. And I am going to fade a running back. And that's going to be the Rams uh, running back Cam Akers to go under. 775 and a half rushing yards, right? The Rams are coming into the season with a win total of six and a half. I think this number opened at seven and a half. And I think under money came in on the Rams. Now it's down to six and a half. And the books obviously are not expecting a huge year from the Rams, right? They're not the same team. This team uh, that won the Super Bowl a few seasons ago. Stafford's also getting up in their age. We talk about the elbow injury from all indications. It seems like he's going to be doing fine and he's going to be well. We heard about the Cooper cup injury. It's a hamstring injury. I think that he'll be back. But if we take a look at what cam acres is, he's coming off of a season where he did have 786 uh, rushing yards, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to repeat that performance for this upcoming season. He's also dealt with injuries, you know, in his first three seasons of his career, but I think the one thing that really did stick out to me is the Rams face a very tough schedule of rush defenses. They play nine games against teams that are ranked inside the top 10 uh, in uh, front seven is in the top 10. Two of those games against the San Francisco 49ers, one of the best, if not the best defense in the entire National Football League. And again, we talked about Arizona that may be trailing in a lot of these games. I think we might see the same thing for the uh, Los Angeles Rams with them having a win total of six and a half. So, you know, going into this next year, there's not a lot of big expectations for this Rams team. And if they are trailing from behind, we've seen, you know, Matthew Stafford do it in his career coming from behind and having to throw the football, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, So for me, I think that we've seen uh, over the past several seasons, 
that the Rams have been at times running back by committee, right? They've gone through so many different running backs, but I just think for Cam Akers, it, this this number, it seems a little bit low, but I just don't think that he's going to get there here, especially with, with everything that I just laid out. So for me, Cam Akers under 700, seven, 775 and a half rushing yards on the under here, Rod. Well, he's not going to stay healthy all season. I, and I know that everybody says, you know, oh, you can't handicap for, for uh, injuries. And you're right. You're right. But I, I'm telling you right now, I don't think he's going to be uh, uh, playing all season long. So this under is going to hit and it's just going to make you make you happy at the end. I, I honestly, I don't think he's going to play all 17 games in this season. So um, I'm with you on the under on this. Chris, thoughts on Cam Akers? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree as well. Uh, this was this one didn't make my card, but it was a it was a, a honorable mention. We'll say uh, I just I just agree with what you said in the very beginning. You know, if I I um I think they'll be playing from behind. I think they'll be playing from behind. I, I looked at uh <laughs> I looked at uh some of the wide receiver numbers, and I wanted to to go under on those. You know, not trusting trusting Stafford, but no way possible with with how i think this offense is going to be this year i think it's going to be a lot of a lot of chugging in the fourth quarter which i think is something historically we've seen from stafford throughout his career so um getting back to to this play you know i think he goes under as well i just didn't i just didn't put this one in but definitely in agreement with you as well all right so all of us got in our second player props correct all right before we get over to our third player props for the nfc west let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the sports gambling podcast network that is going to be parlay play parlay play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlay player props football season is right around the corner and parlay play will have all of your favorite props parlay play is available in a ton of states including california and texas Plus, our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of bunch of providences in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's parlayplay.io using promo code SGP. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our third player props for this NFC West division. Chris, you want to lead us off, my man? Yes, sir. Let's go back to Seattle. And I know we were kind of – everybody was low on Geno, and and I am as well, but I'm high on DK. I like DK a lot. Um, you got to shop around for this number as well. Uh, currently, I see some 900 and a halves out there, some 950 and a halves out there. So definitely shop around for the best number. But I like his over nine, 900 and a half uh, receiving yards. Minus 110 is what I saw that on DK the last time I checked just a few hours ago. Um, three years in a row, he's gone over this number. I know we talk about, you know, people and, and you know, defense is kind of catching on to Gino just a tad bit. But I like that what I like from DK last year is that he had 15 more receptions than he did the year before. He also had 13 more targets than he did the, the year the year prior as well. Um, I think getting another year with Geno and kind of developing that chemistry from last year is going to be helpful for Geno as well. Um, and uh, I see I see DK kind of probably landing closer to the thousand yard mark. I also was just kind of reading up. Um, there's been multiple reports out of the training camp that DK, DK, that DK Metcalf has a uh, quote unquote kind of shined in camp so far um mm-hmm. so i think you know they, this team has you you mentioned earlier you know you know just the weapons that they have on the offensive end but i look for dk to you know just be able to catch the ball be able to get some yards after catch he's not a guy that's going you know catch a bunch of 
40-yard receptions, but he can get 40 yards after the reception. He's a big guy. It's hard to bring him down. So I like DK to go over uh, this 90 and a half. I don't trust Seattle's run game this year, and I think it'll be a lot of, you know, Geno kind of just being back there kind of slinging it as well. So give me DK over 90 and a half. I'm sorry, over 900 and a half uh, receiving yards. I mean, DK is, I mean, the thing with him is that he can be a down the field threat or he can be a guy that you throw to the slant and he can get you his yardage. Right. Um, and I'm kind of confused by this number because he's gone over this in all four seasons. I know the first season he had 900, uh, but after that 2020, 1,303, 2021, 967. And then last season, 1,048. Um, and he's been relatively healthy, Actually, he's been healthy. He's played in every single game uh, in his career for the Seattle Seahawks. Let's just say he gets hurt for one game or two games. I still think that this is a guy that can get over this number just because how special he is, right? I mean, he's a big physical guy. Um, like you know, Chris mentioned that he's a guy that can go 40, dart, 40 yards down the field and get the catch, or he can you know break one out on a on a slant pattern and just take it to the house, or get big yardage after the catch. So. Um, man, we know DK is going to be the focal point of that wide receiver group because we know Tyler Lock is their down the field threat guy, um, you know, for this team. So DK Metcalf right now on DraftKings, 900 and a half to the over. Uh, I can definitely get behind this one here, Rod. So let's not forget, too, that he's done all of this with Tyler Lockett in the same receiving core. So, I mean, yeah. you're telling me that this guy's talented enough to get over a thousand yards with another guy hogging up all of the spotlight as well. I mean, I, I don't see any reason, even though we're down on Gino, like you said, Chris, it's it's still time to be high on DK because, I mean, get the, who else do they got? They got Lockett, they got they got Metcalf, now they've got JSN. But, again, Noah Fant was their third leading receiver on that team last season. I'm not sure that JSN's in line for a gigantic season. So it's still 1-2, it's still Metcalf, it's still Lockett, and, yeah, I think both of them are going to get over a thousand yards again this season. So I like you, Chris. Rod, take us over to your player prop number two. What do we got? Or sorry, three. Debo, Debo. You know I had to throw a Niners one in there. Uh, I'm taking Debo's over. I don't care what it is. I found it at 725. It's up to 750 in some places that I've seen. Um, Debo Samuel over 725 uh, receiving yards. This is at minus 130. If you want the 750, it's at minus 118 over on FanDuel. Uh, I found this number, uh, the, the 725 on DK at minus 130. And no, I always tell you, it's it's tough to put that much juice down on a season-long prop. But, I mean, this is Debo Samuel. And you'll say to me, Rod, he's only done this twice in his career. But I'll tell you, he's done this twice in his career. And last season, he would have been on his way to do it again, except he didn't play in every game. He was at 632 through 13 games. He wasn't having spectacular 300 yard games. He wasn't, he was just building his way toward a very solid season. And it wasn't going to be a thousand yard season like it was in 2021, but it didn't need to be for the Niners to be good. They had Christian McCaffrey, right? They had George Kittle still playing at a decent level while he was there. They had 15 different quarterbacks. All right, maybe not 15, but they had a lot of quarterbacks playing last season, right? So there was a lot of inconsistency at the position. He still almost hit this number. He was 100 yards shy. That's about three games short, right? Which if you do the math, he showed up in 13 games. That still would have given him an extra game to even get above this. So I think Debo stays healthy. He got paid, right? So he's good. 
as long as he's on the field for all 17 games, he's going to smash through the 725 and a half number and cash this ticket by the end of the year. Maybe by even week 15, who knows? I think, you know, when we look back at uh, what kind of transpired for this Niners team uh, when Brock Purdy was inserted as the starting quarterback, that it might have been after like a couple games, but it seemed like Kyle Shanahan opened up the playbook, at least to throw the ball more with Brock Purdy out there, right? Um, because, you know, we talked a lot about in the division preview and people know that it's Kyle Shanahan, you're, you're going to have the running game. This is going to be the focal point for the offense. But it just seemed like that they were able to open up the playbook a little bit for Brock Purdy. It's not a, you know anything against Jimmy Garoppolo, but Brock Purdy just went out there and, and you know balled out for the 49ers. And again, that led to them winning 10 straight, their final 10 games of the regular season. Um, we might be having a different conversation if Brock Purdy was able to stay healthy in that game, in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. Um but, you know, it is what it is right now. So all indications, again, we talked about on the NFC uh, West pre- uh, division preview that it seems like everything that the injury that he dealt with is past him, that all, all systems are go for Brock Purdy. And he has a lot of weapons on this team. We go from Debo Samuel to Christian McCaffrey, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I can't argue against Debo uh, going over on his, uh, on his uh, receiving prop bet because – he has that breakout ability. If he can catch it in a tunnel screen or he's going to catch it on a slant, he's going to take it to the house if he finds just a little bit of space. And we've seen him do that multiple times throughout his career here, Chris. Any thoughts on Debo? I would only echo what you guys would say, so I'll only take about 10 more seconds. Um, when I think about somebody like Debo and I think about that breakaway speed that you kind of mentioned, you know, if I know Rob mentioned it as well, um, when you think about taking an under on somebody that's that fast and elusive <laughs> you, you, and you see them break one, you're like, oh, man, why would, why would I do something like that, right? It's almost you can compare this in the NBA to, to taking an under for like a points prop from a guy that can get hot from three. You're like, yeah. oh, man, this is not a good idea. So, yeah, I would just echo what you guys said already. Uh, no way I would be looking at the under on uh, you know a guy like Diva. I'll also say on the 49ers uh, gang side, uh, and I will take uh, my first over. And this is something that I think both Rod and and Katie talked me into when I dug a little bit more into it was George Kittle on his over for his touchdowns. Five and a half is now the number. I think that number was four and a half, but I think it's now moved to five and a half at even money. Um, And it goes towards, honestly, what we just talked about with, everything the offensive playbook opening up when Brock Purdy took over because if we kind of take a look at George Kittle's numbers uh when I believe it was at Tampa game where um he got his first start dig Brock Purdy but the final four regular season games and I won't even go all the way back to the Tampa or Miami game but um the final four games of the regular season two touchdowns against Arizona he got one against the Raiders two against the Washington Commanders, and two against the Seattle Seahawks. That's seven right there. Prior to that, he already had four, even with Jimmy Garoppolo was out there. So he finished last season with a total of 11 touchdowns uh, for this San Francisco 49ers offense. And this offense, like we mentioned it with Brock Purdy, I mean, they were an absolute juggernaut. They have put up at least 30-plus points And I think there's six out of the last seven games. And the only game that they weren't able to do it was against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So um, I am going to go with George Kittle over five and a half on his uh, touchdown prop here. And I'm going to do a real quick search here 
while uh, if I can find a better number. Uh, but Chris, thoughts on George Kittle over on his touchdown prop for this upcoming season? Yeah, I looked at this one as well, you know, and I, I could not get there with the under. Uh, if I was going to play it, I would only play the over as well. And I, I hate being in so much agreement with you guys. I feel like we should be debating props, but I think this division, like we said, is kind of to me, to me, it kind of we, we all kind of on the same page. Um, he's a, you know, a really good uh, elusive tight end, has really, really good hands. Um, and I think he'll get his share fair of um, just opportunities in this offense, especially as a red zone target. Um, I just like his elusiveness as a tight end, his ability to be able to make people miss. Um, very wide catch radius. Uh, I like I like George Kittle a lot, and I think that he goes over this number. Um, you may get this one, you know, you may clear this one and have, uh, you know, a little bit of room, uh, you know, left. I, I can see him getting eight or nine touchdowns, and I think Rob probably liked that as well as I shift to him. I mean, I obviously I can't complain about a George. <laughs> and honestly, listen, again, it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. Like George Kittle can catch it at the 10 and drag everybody with him to the to the end zone. So, you know, you talk about breakaway speed from Debo Samuel, about raw strength from uh, from George Kittle. So definitely like that for sure. And it, look, it may be seven, it may be eight, but it'll definitely be more than five and a half. Yeah, and uh, again, you the best number right now as far as odds, you get plus 110 over on Caesar Sportsbook for over five and a half. So uh, again, like I mentioned, definitely shop around for the best number. Um, all right, that is all three of our uh, player props for this uh, NFC West division. Uh, let's close it out here with uh, our best bets out of the three that we gave out here. Um, Rod, you want to lead us off with your best bet? Uh, my best bet is Debo. I, I like the over on this. I like 726 for him to get there. Uh, like I said, I know it's juiced, but my buddy Cody on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast tells you, you only pay the juice if you lose. Not sure you're going to lose this bet. So uh, let's go after this one. Uh, Chris, best bet. Uh, give me DK. I like DK a lot, man. I think it's a thousand yard receiving, uh, receiving year for DK. Uh, I think he is going to be big for this offense again. I know I didn't make the point, but I think it might have been Rod or it might have been Yuminov that made the point that, you know, he can catch the ball, you know, anywhere, right? Yeah. It's a, it could be a five-yard in. It could be a slant. It could be a curl. It could be a post. It could be a, a streak, you know, straight down the field. I like DK just to be uh, available, right? He has to be available, right? So I like DK to be available. I like him to catch the ball. I like him to drag people, uh, like Rod kind of mentioned with George Kittle into the end zone. Um, I like him to use the breakaway speed. Give me DK for a thousand yard receiving, a uh, thousand receiving yards this year. I'll, I'll take the over nine hundred and, and a half. Just give me nine hundred and one DK, and I, I, hopefully I'm not sweating too much for this one because he gets the thousand. But give me the over nine and nine hundred and a half. You know, he's done his in three straight seasons uh, for the uh, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, so can't argue against it. Uh, all right, my best bet. I will go with the Geno under uh, thirty nine hundred and a half. Uh, passing yards. And again, for a lot of the reasons that we talked about that, this should be a season where we do see some regression from Geno Smith. And again, it doesn't have to be a huge amount. He can still go out there, throw for 37, 3,800 passing yards and still have a good season for this team. But that offensive line, number one, gives me concerns. Um, I think that the injury and turnover luck will probably regress for Geno Smith this upcoming season. Um, and I think that, again, this might just be a year where he does take a little bit of a step back. Last year was a proven year for him, right? He has to go out and earn that contract for the Seattle Seahawks. But now that he knows that, hey, he's gotten this contract, 
Um, you know, maybe it's a sigh of relief for him. But again, not take anything away that he did last season. Incredible performance. But I think this is a season where he does take a step back for the Seattle Seahawks. So my best bet, I'm going to go Geno Smith under 3,900 and a half passing yards uh, for my best bet. And that is division number one in the books. Gentlemen, uh, one down, seven to go. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for our next uh, division. But, Rod, anything else we want to mention before we get out of here? Just, uh, like I said, looking forward to actually watching this play out and not in the preseason. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I still say, look, I know this is the NFL Gambling Podcast. I know that we love the NFL here, but I still say CFL regular season over NFL preseason. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, Chris, anything else, my man? No, 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 man. I'm just excited that we got football back, man. It's that time of the year. Hopefully it gets a little cooler for us all. And, uh, you know, the leaves start falling, the football, the pig starts to fly, you know, the wings get tossed around a little bit, add some sauce on them. So I'm, I'm excited for just this time of the year, you know? Yes, sir. I mean, yeah, this is the most exciting time of the year, right? We're all gearing up uh, for the NFL season, uh, doing our work, getting in our, you know, win total bets and our uh, prop bets as well. So, uh, hopefully we're able to find some more winners uh, this season for our listeners. All right. Like I mentioned, we'll be back on Wednesday for our next division. We'll probably do the AFC East uh, for the Wednesday uh, schedule. Uh, we'll be back uh, around 5 p.m. Eastern time. But this is a good reminder. The podcast is going to be on the NFL Gambling Podcast uh, YouTube channel. So if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do us a favor and uh, subscribe to that NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. If you haven't left us a rating for and review for either the PropCast or the uh, NFL Gambling Podcast, please go ahead and do so. Uh, make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Kappen, C-A-P-P-I-N-N. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>